In the beginning, there was nothing. Then there were comic books. Once you enter our world, there is no escape. Comic exposure begins in 3, 2, 1. Welcome to the Comic Exposure Podcast. My name is Josh, and with me as always is the fifth unknown member of the Guardians of the Galaxy. The one, the only. Make it so, Guardians. <laughs> Travis Ratz here. Right. Yeah, Travis, Travis Ratz is on the on the podcast today. I don't know how many there are. I just made a number. Okay. As, uh, on the podcast <laughs> today. counting in her head. <laughs> uh, like the fifth member of the Beatles. That's what my reference was. Oh, okay. But it was, yeah. I don't get that. Um, so on the podcast today. Which is Brian Epstein, the famous producer of the Beatles. Uh, which is Or was the guy that kicked book. out of the... Or the guy they kicked out of the Beatles. Yeah, who gets it? Is the guy they kicked out or Brian Epstein, the guy who like kind of Produced organized it. them? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. All right, on the podcast today, for the third time I'm going to say that, maybe fourth time, uh, we are talking about what's going on in the world of comic books. If you listened to the last episode, we did Rogues, a DC Black Label book. This is the variant edition where we talk about what's going on in the world of comics. We talk about some stuff. Uh, on the podcast today, uh, we have Gabby. Hello. My wife uh, on the podcast. <laughs> My wife. Just say it. Can I? Can I? <laughs> yeah. I want to. I want to. I want to put a special label to Gabby episodes. It's a variant, yeah. but can we say a Gab foil variant? And I will put that in the subheadings. I like it. I like so it. Gabby in comic books, they used to like gold gold foils in the nineties or like silver mm. foils to like get people to buy them more because like oh it's shiny. And yeah, I'm shiny. And, and exotic. You are the shiny. And yeah, you're the shiny, classy. exotic person we're putting on the podcast. <laughs> Gab foil. I like it. Okay. <clears throat> um, so on this episode, we have some things that we wanted to talk about. And the last time Gab was on, Travis, you mentioned that you were watching what? Uh, the I, first I have been or no, over no. again. Well, I watched this. We're, we're getting into this a little bit deeper. But um, yeah. I am doing a, I'm going to put in quotes, rewatch of next generation uh the star wars series that star trek star trek star, star excuse me star trek series <laughs> that hit when i was a kid all right it was one mistake people one mistake <laughs> so uncharacteristic so you challenged gabby and i to watch the first two-part episode of star trek the next generation on the podcast today we're going to talk about that and if you're like star trek really guys a show that came out in 1987 Hold on, because after Star Trek, we're going to talk some new trailers that are out for some movies, The Flash and Guardians of the Galaxy. And then Gabby and I are going to convince Travis to come back to the Marvel Cinematic Universe and watch mm -hmm. Ant-Man. Mm -hmm. That's our that's oh, our yeah. that's that's our game. That's our game plan for today. You yeah. didn't go see Ant Man yet. No, we're not there yet. No. Gabby, come on. Oh, we're sorry. jumping ahead in the program. Well, you gave the agenda third, and I have questions. Third beat. Third okay. beat. So beat number one, Travis Ratz. Why are you rewatching Star Trek: The Next Generation? Oh, we're starting Star Trek. Okay, yeah, um, start Star Trek. So, uh, Star Trek. That was the first thing on the agenda. Yeah, Star Trek: Next Generation is uh, 1987. So when it first came out, I'm like three or four years old. Okay, yeah. but I'm living overseas, so we didn't get things like much several years later. So I remember we'd have one channel we watch the show so i'm watching like mash at like five and being like yeah. that clinger he's a real a real silly goose uh 
you know, and and things like that. I'm like, oh, Lucy, you <laughs> you've done it again, Lucy. Um, and so it was always kind of there. I remember watching them as a kid, and I remember watching them for a long time, but I couldn't remember them. It was something that was always on. I couldn't remember them. And being in the world that we're in, doing podcasts on comics or going to comic books, or Star Trek is always in the peripherals. Right? Yeah, it's There's like a ubiquitous a, part of nerd culture, right? Yeah, it's in cons, it's cosplay, it's just something in there. And I, I've seen some episodes of the original series. I remember watching like some Deep Space Nine and some, uh, uh, what's the Journey? Voyager? The uh, Voyager. Voyager. Janeway. Yeah. I remember the Janeway one. Um, but never really kind of sinking my teeth into Star Trek, but also never giving it, never, never sitting down and being like, okay, I have prepared a meal of Star Trek. I am open. I am present. And I'm going to watch Star Trek. What do you have to give me? And yeah. people yeah. have said over the years, like, well, Star Trek Next Generation really is a really strong Star Trek piece when you look at it as a whole. And I said, it's okay. It's like seven seasons or whatever. Yeah. It's a long, and it's, a long and show. it's notorious that the first two seasons of Star Trek Next Generation aren't that great, especially the first season. But if we're going to go on this journey of discovery, if I'm boldly going to go where thousands mm -hmm. upon millions of people have gone before, yeah. several decades before, then I'm going to do it from the beginning. Because that just okay. makes it, it makes it like an event. I did where this with, I did this with the your... show Northern Exposure. Oh, uh, yeah. And I found that I really enjoyed it. And where are you at in your, in your watch of Star Trek right now? I am halfway through season two. Halfway through season two, still slogging through. No, the first... uh, season two, uh, beginning of season two picks up. I mean, the production quality alone picks up significantly. Uh, yeah. And uh, by slog, I mean, I enjoyed season one immensely. That's that's the people's, that's the public's view of, of it. Ah, okay. Me coming back into it, season one, I like it. But now, keep in mind, I feel like this should be uh, mentioned. I also teach high school drama. Yeah, uh, and so I, I, Gabby and I, Gabby and I talked a lot about this as we watched episodes. <laughs> it felt episode like one. high school drama. That first so episode. let's let's talk about let's talk about that. For you, you challenged us to watch the last time Gab was on the show. You challenged us to watch season one, episode it's not one. Like and, eating a spider. One and, like, one and two. It's a challenge. It, it's like encountered like, encountered so, encountered a, a far point, which is really one yeah. episode, but. Gene Roddenberry had wrote this episode, and they divide up into two, so it's encounter. That makes far even more sense now. Yes, that Gene Roddenberry wrote it. He wrote through the first fifteen episodes of Star Trek: okay. Next Generation season one. Yes, okay. and you that feel makes... it. Yeah, who is that? Gene Roddenberry is the original creator of Star Trek. So he wrote all the Kirk Spock ones, and then he came in, and so he wrote a lot of this. And once he stopped writing it, it gets more dynamic. Okay, so let. <laughs> This is a really interesting pilot because there is little to no real action mm -mm. in the first episode at all. What? Those two people got frozen. Yeah. <laughs> and it is the most oddball villain Ugh. that shows up Cute. continuously through the Mixel rest. Plixit. Yes. Yeah. Gabby said it reminded her of like a, a little, a little like fairy that would pop up mm -hmm. like yeah. and I, like mixel cosplay person. fairy yes. yes so let let's talk a little bit about um these first the first episode it feels so strange to be a pilot for introducing this new crew in this ship 
and all of it, it seems very odd. What did like? Well, so there's this great uh, doc. Like it's an hour and fifteen minutes. It's called Trouble on the Bridge, so and it's, it's a, the same. It's the same length as the first two episodes. Yes. Okay, and it's William Shatner talking about the first two seasons of Star Trek: Next Generation and why it's it is what it is and how it became what it yeah. became. Uh, and there is even the uh, new adage, and when a show has gone off the rails, we call it. What happy days reference, Gabby? It's quizzed. Don't have no helping oh, out. Uh, jump the shark. Jump the shark. So, Star Trek season two gets better. And so, it's like, what do we call a show that's the opposite? When it's slow, but it gets better, there is a feature that starts off season two that makes it better. It's a facial feature of one of the main characters. Is the it most, Is the it most, the most, the most. 80s 90s dad character of oh, the season Riker's beard Riker's, Riker's beard. beard so <laughs> Riker in season two he starts off with a beard and so instead of jumping the shark in tv uh, terminology you, you call it Riker's beard when a show <laughs> is on for a season is slow but then picks up in season two which now you don't get in season two if you do poorly yeah. on season one so Riker's beard which is Fantastic. Riker's Riker does have a fantastic beard when he gets it, but this is baby faced Riker early on. Riker. Um, so for folks who've never watched Star Trek, the next generation episodes one and two, uh, it is essentially a, a weird being called Q stops the Star Trek enterprise and puts, and wants to put them on trial for humanity's uh, terrible actions. Right. And captain, uh, Picard throws down the gauntlet and says, well, then let us show you, right? Don't put us on trial. Let us yeah, show yeah, yeah. you that humanity's changed. And Q is like, yeah, sure. Why not, man? After he's changed costume three or four times. Okay. Um, and so thus the situation before them, as they go to Farpoint station is their test of whether they are better humans than the past or not. Okay. Now I'm I know podcast listeners can't see this, but I can yeah. see Gabby's reaction <laughs> to this conversation. And and I'm curious, because I've watched this, I really should be interviewing you guys. Is because yeah. you're you guys are the, the new watchers of it. Yeah. Now Gabby I have what, no no Star Trek experience. So what do you what do you just explain? But you have story experience. So here we have yeah. we understand the concept yeah. of Star Trek to go no, go where no man has gone before. Yeah. All right. So this I, is we're taking the, the front- story was a ridiculous and it was super disjointed. We're taking we're taking the frontier Americana aspect. It's a very American mm. premise, right? It's a bull yeah. where no man has gone before. And we're gonna yeah. put these people on the edge of civilization, but space civilization, they're gonna go through it. So they encounter a being who is like, mm, I'm gonna destroy you because your civil because humanity in itself is too infantile. You have outreached, you have Outkick your coverage in what you've been able to do. Your technology and your advancements are beyond what your like morality and intellect and all this stuff is. So mm -hmm. I'm going to destroy you. Right? I think I feel like that's what Q's character is. A Q yeah, character yeah. is is the the litmus test for humanity. Like, do you deserve to do this? Do you deserve to be out here on the borders of it? Thanos. Yes. Or the Native Americans of uh, of the western like hey sure yeah <laughs> no your lane. horrible analogy um but I, I i i so star trek has always been a psychological 
it's not Star Wars, right? It's not it's right. not action adventure and things like that. It's this kind of speculative science fiction. It is like here's yeah. a scenario, and it's all bottle episodes. You can watch any episode out of order in the first, and in fact, the whole series, and you're going to get a Twilight Zone in quotes bottle episode of science fiction of this space crew that you know. So I agree. Like the editing and stuff is disjointed on there. The acting is very stilted. Also, this is characters Ugh. playing the role for the first time. There hadn't been a Star Wars series in what, like over a decade at that Star point? Trek, Star Trek. Trek I keep saying Star that. Star, Star Trek series in over uh, uh, yeah, a like, decade uh, at that point. Over a de- yeah, so well there's over. no like general tone of like, well, where, where do we pick this up? What do we keep? What do we keep from the original series? What do we bring into it? You it, keep old DeForest Kelly showing up with so much prosthetic makeup yeah. on to make him look so old. So, oh I, man. I really dug that sweater that he was wearing. It was a yeah. nice Great. sweater. All right, so uh, I, so let, uh, let's talk about, I mean, the story was disjointed, things like that. Yeah. Let's talk about these characters. Are these characters yeah. you would, that you could spend more, like seven years with, seven to nine years with Gabby? Um, oof, that's a tough one. Because I, I feel like your dad would be, like, your parents would have been, maybe your dad at least would have been a Star Trek Next Generation fan. Is that not the case? No, he's oh. Mexican. <laughs> hey, my mom, my we mom was a big, in, I'm sorry, the my Mexicans mom was a big Star go, Trek fan. Mexicans didn't go into the, to the, uh, the realm of fantasy because it was, the reality was just too harsh. Oh, okay. <laughs> Well, what about I mean, Marcus Cesar Chavez? I don't think that you go out and watch, go home and watch Star Trek. What about Generation? A Thousand Years of Solitude or Ten Thousand Years of Solitude? I believe he <laughs> invented magical realism. Um, he had to take care of me. He showed me aliens. That was the only thing we watched. Uh, <laughs> so I, my mom was a giant Star Trek next, my Star Trek fan, right? Like mm-hmm. I watched all of the Star Trek movies. I I remember watching Next Generation. 87 i was like five when it came out so i don't really remember early next generation i do remember watching a I lot of it dating as a time. kid <laughs> you were 10 you're 10 years old having you're dating people in star trek generation um she's got a leather jacket and people are like wharf she's like wharf all right just where's so your basement at let's this let's is, have a good this time is the, this is a thing where um knowing the rest of the series bad use of wharf right it's very tertiary cardboard character. I do yeah. like Data. Data was season. a good character in there. Data <laughs> yeah, is Yeah, but good. once you told me that he was the guy from um, Independence Day, I couldn't stop thinking about that. And also, why would they give a robot nipples that show through his outfit? He's an android with he's all an android. working parts. He's basically, oh, he's basically human. And, he, you know, like that's... He's got all, he's got all the parts, Gabby. Yeah. <laughs> Even maybe, the saggy skin of his neck. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah. you know, honestly, Gabby, maybe you should, when you talk about AI and androids, maybe you should just kind of watch your language and kind of watch how you approach that subject. Robots? Yeah. Because yeah. they're going to. Well, I gonna, know, because they're listening right they're now. They're listening right now. He, he, is also, he is also third in command of the Enterprise. So if yeah. Picard goes, if Picard goes, if Riker goes, guess who's running that ship? He's got the, the robot. I, I mean, know. sorry, that robot. The Android. Android. Um, so. He's got the con. Very good, Gabby. I know that. I do know that one. Um, so I think Data was probably the best kind of yeah, fleshed out character. But he plays flat. Well, so that's the works. point, right? Because there's, the emotions were so over the top for everyone else. Okay, okay. Uh, so I, 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 like I, feel, I feel like we don't have to go into like Star Trek. So yeah. let's have fun with this. So I'm going to tell yeah. you this. 
one of the, my favorite things about Star Trek Next Generation. I like the giant. I like the giant. Um, it, hold on. Is, Before it, you get there. Okay. The giant. Uh, Gabby laughed out loud. The, the giant jellyfish. Oh, oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. She was like, what? Yeah. Jellyfish need love too, Josh. So ultimately, thought, we find it was hilarious. ultimately find that at the end of the episode, there's a jellyfish buried underneath the ground of the planet. Their little, their little jellyfish hands touched, <laughs> and I like how like it is also like how our students would like film something. They'd be like, okay, yes. it would be like, oh. a, yeah. But um, all right, here's the thing. Watch yeah. this, and I think this is the reason why I'm so enamored with Star Trek: The Next Generation. Yeah, Patrick Stewart as Captain Picard. I get it now. I get it now. As I'm old, when I'm a kid, I don't get it. Now that I'm older, I get it. I'm like this. And now we are all we are all educators. And I guarantee you, I'm 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 gonna put this out there. Maybe I'm wrong, but I guarantee Josh and, and Gabby have had at some point a principal or administrator in their life that when you go into their office has Star Trek stuff. I know I've had several. And you're like, oh, you're really into Star Trek, or like any kind of middle management or it's uh, leadership thing. It's it? that leadership thing that they go through. And I, I all of a sudden things started clicking in my head of like this kind of cold leadership, but it's also very efficient and at times like amusingly uh like oh like number one, like this and this, but then it will be like 98% of the time I am being like an efficient leadership robot, and then two percent I'll give you like a smile or a wink and be like but not bad, Riker. Like, why don't you get back to your station? Well, well I thought what I was just doing it like, and like, and Riker. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> but that's even too far. The well done is too far. Like, and Riker, yeah. take it easy. <laughs> and you're like, okay. So like, so I, as, as far as like this generation, I think of, I like watching these shows because it feels like when I watch Star Trek Next Generation, it feels the equivalent of looking through your parents' um, uh, scrapbooks of when they were like teenagers or like younger. And you're like, whoa, 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 dad, you smoke cigarettes? And you're like, yeah, 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 I smoke cigarettes. Like, uh, you had a perm? Yeah, well, yeah, everyone had a perm at that time. I feel like that's what Star Trek is. It feels very much it's a vintage. time capsule of, yeah. of yeah. science fiction, of hour-long TV dramas, of middle age in particular. There are, there are, and I feel like, well, I feel like there's some women characters in here. Gabby, I want to hear it. That's the thing I'm going to go to you next. There are some women characters in here. Do you feel like for 1987... On a network TV show, these women are given their shrift. I think that they played exactly what people expected them to be. You, right? You're telling me Deanna Troy, the emotional reading psychologist. Oh, God. Of course she had to be a woman. The poor thing. <laughs> she cried many times. Uh, many I, every times female um, on the show got weepy eyes at one point. Like teary, teary eyes. No, what about no, the one with not... the short hair? Yes, she did. When? Yes, she did. When she was getting angry she or she wanted to make a decision, oh. not when she was frozen, when she like um, when she battled that guy that yeah. was snorting whatever. Like she got really like she got shaky eye. Yeah, she too. She did too. There was so much eye acting. There was like, a lot of like. Can I tell you? Like when she's so the only Riker, character who dies in the first season. She's gone. Yeah. When Riker and oh, yeah, when I Riker and that. Deanna see each other for the first oh. time, like and they're both of them look at each other like 
Oh, I love that. I love that. Because it's very real. Because it's like, bitch, I'm on my spot. Like, like this is the captain. Like, we know this captain. And you can tell, but you're right. Does it? Because you can tell, like, Deanna Troy is like, let's let's talk about this. And Riker's like, mm-mm, mm-mm. She wanted to go hang out with him by herself. Well, yeah. she, and got, he, like, he had a chastiser. And, go, and like, they you don't have a command to do. Yeah. They don't ever through the whole first season. They just ignore oh, each other. Yeah. Um, the other, the one part that I so um, I liked it when the doc, the ensign, ensign, ensign checked ensign. out um, Riker's body yeah. and he walked away <laughs> when she was giving him directions and he walked away and then she looks at him. Dude, Riker, Riker got him. Riker's got dad bod because like those those that's he. The, oh, uh, I think as the season goes on, yes, and he gets more dad and, and he gets richer. Normally, like now when people get richer, they get more fit. In like the yeah. late '80s, when you got richer, you just got more like decadent. Like you just got more like I'm yeah. just gonna grow a beard. Why? Because I don't want to work out. <laughs> <For season two. laughs> that's, why, that's why I have a beard. Um, so uh, the other, the one last, one last piece. Gabby and I caught it when it happened. Uh, at the very beginning, a crew of people are walking by as we're seeing the ship, and one guy walks by in a dress. Yeah, he walk yeah. he walks by in the Diana Troy outfit, but it's red, and it felt very like. Progressive, huh. very yeah. progressive. They do that in Star right? Trek like, because there's no yeah. gender, like, all gender equal. It's all equal. Yeah, yeah, except for in the writings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the writing. That's Roddenberry. Like it's like we say it. We say they're all equal. That's a drunk. That very- that's a drunk sci-fi writer from the sixties and seventies being like, "I'm progressive." <laughs> okay, so they come out in a dress, and that's gonna take care of it all. All right. <laughs> uh, but then Riker's like, "No, no, no, no." And then we have to have the lady pining for yeah. hours and hours. And we need some tears so, because we know women are, are like, what's the word? Yeah, hysterical. They're hysterical. <laughs> so we watched that. And after we finished the one, Gabby says to me, you know what we should have watched? We should have watched Sequest DSV. And I think, so, I think her suggestion is the suggestion that we just should have done for an episode regardless of anything. So here's, we watched it. We watched that the That was first my half. favorite show as a kid. We watched the first half of Star Trek DS or Star Trek Sequest DSV, which is essentially Star Trek underwater. It has. Hey, before we go any farther, can you give my regards to uh, Darwin? Yeah, I will. Thank you. Um, So uh, we (laughs) we watch it, and it the music sounds. Oh, I don't even think I remember the music to it. Uh, Once you hear it, it is so very Star Trek. Like just the theme song is Star Trek. The outfits. Like if you have a red, if you have red under your thing, it's one thing, or you have a cream colored mm-hmm. turtleneck under your black outfit. Like it, it's such a, it's a very much a, a, a an homage. If yeah. You will, but let's, you. let's yeah. make the ship, but we have to make the ship look like a submarine. So it's going to be less space agey than Star Trek, but it feels there's the science officers and the military officers on the ship. It very much feels like, how do we take Star Trek and ground it in the year 2032? Well, let me ask you a question. Is that is that yeah. 2032? It is. Yeah. I said okay. we have to watch it because it's going to happen in the next nine years. <laughs> I wonder, like, I wonder why they didn't just take that premise. I, I wonder, because it, was it a different network than Star Trek? Uh, yeah, because it's NBC. Oh, okay. I was yeah, like, I wonder why they didn't just take that and make that part of the Star Trek universe. But like, hey, but now we're underwater. It's the same thing. We're the same kind of ranking now there's a dolphin and the guy from jaws is in it 
Do you think uh, he got? Is, do you think he got that because he was in Jaws? Yes. Or they're like uh, his a, name comes before the t- title of the show. It has his name. Oh, that's that's star- how he got the. That's how they got him on the show. Starring in Sequest, like his name he, comes. His first. paycheck probably got. He probably got paid more than all the other actors combined. Combined. Um, he came back, but like Except for that dolphin. This is that dolphin. This is nineteen ninety four. Those eighteen dolphins that died yeah. during that first season <laughs> of Sequest. <laughs> so this is like you've seen Blackfish. 94. I want to see yeah. Seafish, which is just a horrible documentary about all. There was uh, Tiffany, the, the first dolphin. There was Jumpy, the second. She dolphin. got caught. She got caught in the tube and drowned we couldn't <laughs> yeah. get her out um someone so, put a cigarette out on the the fifth dolphin and it didn't work <laughs> i told josh it was the uh the series that launched a million marine biologists yeah, yeah. because um, it became true. real yeah right? and instead of instead of like aliens it's pirates it's sea pirates that's pirates. what we're dealing with is sea pirates the episode starts with like one like so underwater has now Countries have claimed parts of the ocean floor for mining and oil. Yes. In 2016. In 2016, like, we start going underwater and we claim parts of it for mineral and oil and all that. So now there's corporations everywhere who've claimed the seafloor and it leads to war. And then the world creates the UEO, the Underwater Earth Organization. No. Yeah. It's the Earth... Earth undersea? No. Or... It's E O. No, it's U E O. It's the United Earth and o- Ocean. Earth. United Earth Oceans. United oh, so Earth. Still use, instead of United Federation of Planets, it's yes. the United. And, okay. Yeah, and their symbol is a triton. Fantastic. It's like the trident. It's great. It's trident. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, it's triton, but not a king. <laughs> not oh, king triton. Well, no. I guess other people make mistakes, mistakes too, but we, yeah, we they do. Just that so oh. we watch that. So Travis. We won't talk about it on a show, but you need no, to go watch. But here's here's, here's my thing, and we're, I'm going to throw this out there. Uh, yeah. We don't have time for this kind of, uh, kind <laughs> much, of better pilot. But much better pilot. But pilot. How many seasons is um, two? Sequest okay. is two. So, so I thought it was three. I think it's only two on okay. Peacock. I, I, I'm this this we're gonna, we have some the time. The longevity this, of Star Trek. We have some time for this podcast comes out. We can do some research. Is there a Sequest? watch along podcast out there if not i feel like the three of us need to do the first two seasons maybe we do like one a month a half an hour episode but just i would be down like the the way you guys just described the two is even better than i remember because i that the whole like territory better than i remember the whole territories and people owning stuff you wouldn't have you wouldn't have known that as a kid when you watched it but yeah i feel like i know you only watched the first episode of next generation but i feel like that is kind of like what kind of comes along there's the fun of that but i think sequest would be even more fun uh we have, and we'll call we it have two weeks to decide we have tie, two weeks to decide it's this uh, we, we can come up with something better than that josh we're just kind of brainstorming right now yeah, yeah okay all right so anyways before we wrap How about up this episode, a z we, c quest a z no so c quest dvd and we watched the dvds uh, of c quest yeah because oh, well, truck, you gotta, you gotta find, well also you gotta find it you gotta be able to find it how to stream or it's watch this it's on peacock so you gotta get it on you have to like purchase peacock to watch it <laughs> If I was guaranteed a half an hour a month to talk to you guys about a Sequest episode, I would purchase an entire Peacock subscription. Subscription. Then we're in. $3.99 a year. Here we go. Here we go. Um, 
Well, let's or you can just on. give me your username and password. But I mean, either we, way, I'm saying, you know. Yeah, we, join the family plan. We tried. We 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 talked about Star Trek. We talked about Sequest DSV. Let's talk really quick. A couple things to wrap up. I set it up as we're talking about this. Trailers for The Flash and Guardians of the Galaxy. Travis, you watched The Flash trailer. Oh. Gabby, you watched The Flash trailer. Flash, ah, will save every one of us in the future with alternate Flashes and Batmans and Supermans. Right. Yeah. So and super gross and super. So, what were your thoughts from the trailer, Travis? I think? think we should go to our our uh, gabfoiled guest first. All right, gabfoil. What was your what is your thoughts on the on the flash trailer? I, the good, the bad, the I don't care. It honestly looks like probably one of the best DC movies that they've made in a long time mm-hmm. since since Wonder Woman. Yeah, like it's actually um, I'm interested. My interest because number one, um, OG Batman is back, mm-hmm. like and looks younger than Batfleck. How we don't know, I don't know. but we got to figure. Because you only saw this part of his face. Yeah, but the, I feel like that would age a lot. That's but the anyway. black. That's like the, where your blackheads live. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you're yeah. Right. You're right. He probably did a lot of Bures or something. Like he wasn't that. a smoker right though. He probably wasn't a smoker because he doesn't have like the, like the smoker things on there. But like, he no. definitely was a smoker, right? I don't oh, for know. sure. Yeah, yeah, probably. But Batfleck is just. I don't know. He He's just haggard. looks older. He's haggard. Yeah. Uh, so, but I think it looks. I do think it looks great because I do really like the Flash as a character. Travis, I just talked about this last episode that mm. <laughs> we have zero Flash comic book knowledge, and our only Flash knowledge What's comes from the, from the TV show. Like and Renner and Renner, <laughs> like we watched most. We watched probably the dogs four calling you out in your buffoonery. Yeah. <laughs> we watched. We watched maybe four seasons of it. Of the Flash and Travis, you said you watched two seasons. I think of it, two. I think uh, where Gorilla Grodd, where they're like Gorilla Grodd was here type thing. Second yeah, episode, yeah, second yeah. season, maybe. Yeah. So, uh, but he. It seems like I enjoy the idea of like if this is the way they blow up the DC universe to start over. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be a fun way to do it because it feels like that's what it might do, yeah, right? But that, that can't be right because all that those decisions were made like after this film was in the can, right? You think they just gone back so many times and just added Oh no, I, well, I think good. that they I think they've filmed stuff to do it differently and I think they've also decided like let's I Henry Cavill's not coming back as Superman anymore. James Gunn is going to take it over. They're starting it over. You could really probably find a way to film a piece of this well, to, do you to think, blow it up do you think i mean so the flash coming out after this announcement it's the first big dc movie after the announcement we know that mm-hmm. they can go back and change a lot of stuff digitally and post and all that stuff do yeah. you think that this is how how they blow up the universe where all these characters are kind of dead and the, that universe doesn't exist anymore like flash goes back he has an adventure and he can't get back to the present and they're like oh because that doesn't exist anymore and now we have this new yeah. timeline you think they are using this as the um reset. yeah chronological jumping like are, are they trying it, to build that recess in uh reset into the story I think I think that's the thing we've run into right now, right? Like you have to build it into the story because I think it's hard to just tell people, forget about all those movies, they don't matter anymore, right? So you don't want to tell people that because you still want people to, to rent them and buy them and watch them, right? You still want to milk those properties. So you go, yeah, all of that still exists, but the event in the film has now made none of like it doesn't okay. continue well but you, right? it also allows you to take what you want because the way that right. the flash universe works is like so zod is in this trailer it looks awesome yeah right you see great. michael shannon is Zod, and michael shannon is anyone works you know yeah um 
So I feel like there is this kind of cheat where at the end of the movie, if you're going to use this to kill off the universe, you can just have the Flash like zip. Like, oh, I, I think Henry Cavill might make it. I think Henry Cavill is going to be in this movie. Flash and like three other people are going to like, he's going to like get an armful of heroes that are going to like, you survived the cut and we're going into this pew, next universe. That's my I don't think so. Sound effect I don't think any, pew, I, the only, I, I don't think any of them are going to make it. Because none of them, maybe, because Supergirl is for this movie. She replaces Superman, right? So in the universe that they're in, it's not Superman. It's Supergirl who fights Zod, right? So mm -hmm. like how, so I just feel like it's just a, a different, I think you're just going to have a very different universe when this all shakes out. But I thought it looked really good. I agree with you, Gabby. I think it's probably the best looking thing that they that that's going to be yeah and michael keaton sounds great in the narration he does it, it kind of does give you a little bit of goosebumps just because yeah uh cool. did you watch the guardians trailer travis i did and i'm excited for that too except for the fact that it looks like they're ending it right it looks like oh they have to i mean james yeah. gunn has got his his hands full so they're going to end it um which stinks in the sense that, that that probably means some actual deaths of characters, mm -hmm. not because the story elicits those deaths, but because contracts do. Um, and so it stinks because the fun of Guardians of the Galaxy was like, we're going to have a fun, adventurous romp and have some laughs, but some, this is kind of low characters, stakes right? and, and things yeah. like that. So as much as I love like having those moments of high tense drama, it, it, it will be sad to, I, I don't know, I guess, I guess I'm looking forward to the, how well they balance the humor of that we've come to love from that series yeah. and ultimately what seems like to be a very sad slash and or tragic, depressing, unhappy ending in some ways. And this is the thing, like, who comes through the other side of Guardians of the Galaxy, right? Like, who's going to continue on? Because I feel like you need that outer space part for yeah. the next round of, well, we, of Marvel. We right? know it's not Batista, right? Uh, because he's kind of, like, kind of backed out. I, I can't imagine that um, Peter wants... Quill's character yeah. is, is, is going to do it. Or Gamora. She's already been in Zoe is yeah. already said like she's kind of done with that stuff so that's your three leads right there mantis I think you could do might finally maybe the christmas special where she got her moment to be like i'm your sister maybe that's like hey i haven't gotten a lot of roles outside of this so this is still kind of my thing so like i am down to ride with you to the end i am 36 yeah. years old i still have a little bit of shelf life in me not hollywood wise for women but things are changing and I have makeup on. I think we can make this work. And they're like, okay, good argument. We'll allow you in here. Can we bring, <laughs> think, in, think... can we bring in a new um, chiseled young actor, maybe 34 or younger? Yes. Okay, we're going to well, bring this so guy we've got, in. <laughs> so we've got, what's his name is going to be Adam Warlock. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. From... So I wonder if like he appears Meet the to Millers. be a villain. Yes, for Meet the Millers. He appears to be a villain, but does he end up becoming a... Sure, of course, sure, yeah. Right, absolutely. so that you can carry him you through. you can always bring back the CGI. Right, and I also think that they're exactly. going to... I think you're going to see Nova Corps ends up being a bigger piece of the universe. I think we're going to get Nova. Do you think... Oh, yeah, for sure. Do you think that yeah. they can bring... Uh, Groot obviously can. 
you yeah. think you can just get someone to just do obviously there's someone out there who can do the rocket raccoon you don't voice, think that right? they you could you could just drop off that's the easiest gig he has the easiest gig he doesn't even run around as the raccoon he's yeah, got yeah. the easiest gig no so maybe, all you have like, to do is that do the voice, voice pretty but you, you could pay him to do it yeah. for a long time yeah because he just has to sit at home and do it yeah i don't think he's out yeah he doesn't have to he doesn't have to diesel's for definitely it. not out but no. you have enough of no. just you just have enough of the Groot. How many times has he said Groot? You just can't use everything he said for the last however many movies and just use it over and over uh, again. You have to pay him yeah. for it anyway. Yeah. So I I think that's good. So let's end with the last conversation. Ant Man, as my dog is wigging oh my out. God. I don't know what his deal is. Shut it. So <laughs> I'm gonna see a friend and we'll take him outside. Okay. Uh, on the Sequest episodes, this will not fly. Yeah, no, we've got to kick the dog out on the Sequest episodes. Um, Travis Ratz, you have not seen Ant-Man. I haven't. Can you tell me why why you don't want to see Ant-Man? Well, tell the audience. I was, I was planning to see it. it. Uh, I was out that weekend. I went skiing that weekend when it came out. Yes. And I had several people that I knew went to go see it. I knew that the critics weren't, and like some of the fans weren't as, it didn't get great ratings. I think it was one of like the lowest rating ones next to like, uh, Eternals on on the list, and which doesn't mean a lot to me, but I after Black Panther two, I was not a big, I was not a fan of that movie, uh, and also the the shows from the previous year, I wasn't a fan of those, uh, not the shows, but more the movies, yeah. and so Black Panther two was kind of really like my last, like I just how how much. When the, the theater is like five minutes away, that's one thing. If you can walk to yeah. it, drive to it in five minutes. But now at the point where it's like, I'm going to drive 20 minutes to a theater. So now we've got 40 minutes tacked on to your three hours of it. Yeah. And so it becomes a little bit more, do I want to do this anymore? Do I want to go see it? Black Panther 2, I want to go see in theater. It was, it was horrible. So Ant-Man 2 or Ant-Man 3, I would definitely watch at home. But that's like in a couple of months. Um, yeah. I think I will always be down for watching a Marvel movie at home. Yeah. But yeah. before it was always, I got to see that in the theater. And not only that, it was, I got to see it in the theater within the first week or two of it opening. And I think yeah. for sure I'm kind of done with that. Unless it's can, something that on this podcast, we agree, like we really are going to get on this early. So I can agree with all of that. Um, I liked the the beginning of black Panther was really strong. Did not like the third act. And so the third act kind of like it was, I don't know. It's, it was, it was a little much on the third act. It was a very sad movie. Um, I would say very similar about um, Thor hmm. third act. Okay. Just a, a little, I forgot about that. I like Thor. They're not, they're not, Thor. they're not landing the third act for me. Um, but I thought Ant-Man um, for any other reason, it, it feels like I know where the MCU is going now. Oh, okay. Because Kang mm. kind is of such... puts bottles that plot line it, into one thing. Right. Kang makes me go, okay, now I know what everything's pointing to. And so I saw Kang in it. Uh, so for people who haven't seen it, spoiler alert for Travis who hasn't seen it, and you told me I could spoil it earlier, yeah. so I'm going to spoil it for you. Um, it ends with a commune of kangs like one of the extra things is a stadium full of different kangs from every single timeline and that's your villain 
there's like Kang is your driving factor for the rest of this. And the Kangs go, they kill the Kang. And he's a great actor too. And he's so good. He's so good. Uh, yeah. And so now they're after the Ant-Man and, and Earth. Here's right? why I will tell you to go see Ant or to see Ant-Man. It's worth it. One, I was like too much CGI. It's going to be like so stupid. And it wasn't. So that was really good. And then Michelle Pfeiffer, like I don't ageless. I don't understand how she still looks like. So good. And she like fights. And so she does like combat and stuff. So like just it's something for everybody. Oh, God. Michelle Pfeiffer. I don't, Michelle. Think, I have, I don't think like Michelle Pfeiffer when I was a young kid, I appreciated the beauty of her and the performance <laughs> as much as I do when I was older. You know, because she's iconic. This, yes, yeah. yes. There is yeah. something that is very it's talented. She's very talented. And she's I, very I think talented. I think she just kind of got lumped in with like the Kim Basingers yeah. of the nineties and things like that, where she really is more the Meryl Streep vein of actors. She held her choices. own movie with um, you know, playing Catwoman. Like you, Kim Basinger couldn't have done that, right? What about One but, Fine Day with George Clooney? A rom-com where oh, the woman so good. finally gets gets a little bit of grit to her, which yes. then becomes the model for future rom-coms. Yeah, and she's not she's not Meg Ryan, right? Meg Ryan no. was just a dramatic actress, and um, but in Michelle Pfeiffer could do so much. So uh, she's so good. In she's this. so very good in it, um, and you get. What's his name? Michael uh, Douglas, also good in it. Yeah. Um, I think. <laughs> oh, it's, it's like a reunion of uh, uh, what's the sexy one they were in in the nineties. They weren't. Are you in, thinking of romancing the stone? No, 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 no. What's oh. the one uh, where she crossed She's not her in legs? No, nope, not Michelle no, Pfeiffer. No, no, that was. Um, oh, Sharon Stone. Sharon Stone. Stone. Um, so I take back everything oh. I said about Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs> You put all blondes in one category. So I, I, I think it finally gives. I think it's the old guy writing it now. I think it feels like I know. Gabby's missing my. Gabby's missing my physical leg cross. Um, Basic instinct. Your basic instinct leg cross. Stop flashing me. I thought it. I thought it lets me know where Marvel's going. Okay. Um, That's why I want to know. I want to know that. I don't know. (laughs) Because it felt like everything was like just a piece here and a piece there and a piece, you know what I mean? Like you got Loki, which I think kind of set up, okay, there's this multiverse. It's all over the place. Kang's a bad guy. But then we had three more movies where we didn't say anything about Kang. And this one finally has Kang as the villain. I was really hoping I'd get a Fantastic Four whiff in there that I'd get something. I didn't, but it's, it's good. I need a special half an hour special nickelodeon style called kang explains it all all right all right (laughs) where like different kangs explain like how the hawkeye show fits into this new vision (laughs) how the uh werewolf by night fits into the new vision how uh black panther or shang chi fits into it i need a ferguson in that like who could be a ferguson loki could be the ferguson in it just crawling through kang's window and being like hey Um, i hate to interrupt your exposition on (laughs) Yeah, and all this stuff. I know. That, I know that people are are like cheesed at Modok, but Modok is one of the goofiest <laughs> characters in all of Marvel comics. You can't make a cool Modok. I saw the life. screenshot. It looks really cool. It looks like straight up Modok. But did you see him without the mask on? No. Okay. I so seen the movie. It, 
It's goofy, but it, well, it's been all over the internet. Oh, has it? Okay. It's, it's goofy as crap, but <laughs> he's the comic relief. It's the comic relief. And okay. it's okay. You know what? Modoc- and if we got anything from Guardians of the Galaxy, what we got was you can have moments of levity and com- and comic relief in an action movie, and it's still good. And this Are is you very good. You can have your levity in action too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, can. This is very Guardians. It's the name of my next book. It feels very. <laughs> it feels very Guardians, right? <laughs> we should write it. We should, yeah, we'll make it good. It does uh, feel very Guardians, yeah. You know what? It looks very Guardians. It feels very Guardians. I mean, Guardians made the last two Thor movies, the Thor movies they were. It made this Ant movie, Ant-Man movie, the Ant-Man movie it is. That's <laughs> just it, that's Plus just kind of what it is. And so, Paul Rudd's great. And super hot. He's a cute guy. He's a good-looking man. So, yeah. One, I think mm-hmm. you guys, like, I have a special device that I hook into my TV. I hooked it up a long time. And it has some applications that I can go into and watch movies like Ant-Man earlier. Like, I can wait for this to come out on DVD, but here's the thing. I feel like your argument was... You're going to break, break I, I, I kind of want to watch it to now. I kind of want to watch it to now. To now? Yeah. I want to watch it to now. <laughs> Not, Not to now. then. To now. To now. Um, yeah. And on there. So I, I'm leaving that. I'm actually kind of excited about it. I like Kang. Yeah. I want to see that. Two... I don't want to leave this podcast without putting this in your in your head. Figure out a way, arrange your lives around it. We might have to take a year off comic exposure, but I want to do the Sequest podcast in some shape or form. If I have to do like a me going through each episode of Sequest on a, on like my own podcast and have you as I guess I'm gonna do it. Here's the thing: I am now all about Sequest. I got to figure out how it's to about watch the it. name. We need a name. It has to have a name. Yeah. As soon as we get the name, it's in. I just also want to bring attention to the fact that this was my idea. It was Gabby's idea. It was Gabby's idea. What, the podcast? No, to watch no, Sequest. To watch oh, okay. Sequest bring Sequest into the equation. And when I say, Sequest when me. you told me that, Josh, on the last episode, I said, brilliant idea. Why didn't you yeah. clue me into it? Because <laughs> we literally watched it last night after we watched Star and, Trek. And also, I've never watched Sequest. You never, never watched watch Sequest? Sequest? See, this is perfect. This is this is a great dynamic for the podcast. Gabby, I want you to do right now, stop watching Sequest. I know you're I planning to it. sit and binge it tonight. I'm going to ask you to stop watching it until we fi- okay. make a final decision on this. Okay, all right. I'll go back to the housewives. All right. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. You can find all the podcast episodes over on ComicExposure.com. You can follow us on your favorite podcast app, like, subscribe, rate us, review us, whatever it asks you to do on whichever app you do. Uh, and thank you for tuning in. We appreciate it. I cannot tell you what the next book is. Travis, do you know what the next book is? No. No. So I can't tell you what the next book is, but it's going to be a book. We have a list. We just haven't picked what the next book is. But Travis and I will see you next trade. <laughs>